Hello, everyone. This is Mike Linstead, president and co-founder of The Nehemiah Project, and you are listening to The Nehemiah Project podcast, where we replace hopelessness with hope. Well, we are on episode number 15 of our weekly snippet of encouragement. And as always, I'm here with Pastor Chad Wiles. Chad, how are you doing? Doing well. Well, we are on Proverbs chapter 15. And uh, I've really enjoyed walking through the book of Proverbs. Um, Like I usually say every week, there's so much practical wisdom that's quite easy to understand. But Mm. on the other side of things, there's a lot of really deep things that are also mentioned in Proverbs. Today, we're going to see some deeper things. But there's there's also some accessible, practical things as well. So without further ado, we will jump in again. As usual, we're going to popcorn style this. So I'll read one. Chad will read one. We'll read through the entire chapter, and then we'll circle back and discuss. Here we go. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 1 starts like this. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise commends knowledge but the mouth of fools pour out folly. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and on the good. A gentle tongue is a tree of life, but perversiveness in it breaks the spirit. A fool despises his father's instruction, but whoever heeds reproof is prudent. In the house of the righteous there is much treasure, but trouble befalls the income of the wicked. The lips of the wise spread knowledge, not so the hearts of fools. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but the prayer of the upright is acceptable to him. The way of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but he loves him who pursues righteousness. There is a severe discipline for him who forsakes the way. Whoever hates reproof will die. Sheol and Abaddon lie open before the Lord. How much more the hearts of the children of man. A scoffer does not like to be reproved. He will not go to the wise. A glad heart makes a cheerful face, but by sorrow of heart the spirit is crushed. The heart of him who has understanding seeks knowledge, but the mouths of fools feed on folly. All the days of the afflicted are evil. But the cheerful of heart has a continual feast. Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble with it. Better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a fattened ox and hatred with it. A hot-tempered man stirs up strife, but he who is slow to anger quiets contention. The way of a sluggard is like a hedge of thorns, but the path of the upright is a level highway. A wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish man despises his mother. Folly is a joy to him who lacks sense, but a man of understanding walks straight ahead. Without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. To make an apt answer is a joy to a man, and a word in season, how good it is. The path of life leads upward for the prudent, that he may turn away from Sheol beneath. The Lord tears down the house of the proud, but maintains the widow's boundaries. The thoughts of the wicked are an abomination to the Lord, but gracious words are pure. Whoever is greedy for unjust gain troubles his own household, but he who hates bribes will live. The heart of the righteous ponders how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours out evil things. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. The lie of the eyes rejoices the heart, and good news refreshes the bones. 
The ear that listens to life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. Whoever ignores instruction despises himself, but he who listens to reproof gains intelligence. The fear of the Lord is instruction in wisdom, and humility comes before honor. Mm. And that wraps up chapter 15 there. I love how we're seeing that fear of the Lord come back into play here. We saw that last week. And we've seen that in almost every chapter since uh, we started this. Mm -hmm. Because the fear of the Lord, it says in the first chapter of this book, says is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And here it's telling us that the fear of the Lord is instruction in wisdom. And humility comes before honor. Now, we've talked a lot Mm -hmm. about humility, Mm -hmm. how it's characteristic of the heart of a believer, right? Yeah. But what this is instructing us in is that wisdom and its pursuit begins with the fear of the Lord, and it continues on with the fear of the Lord. Absolutely. I like also verse 11, which seems a little bit abstract. I'd like for us to pontificate on it for a moment. Let us do that. Sheol and Abaddon Mm -hmm. lie open before the Lord, how much more the hearts of the children of man. And I think this speaks to the fact that uh, even uh, hell, Hades, the enemy, if you will, mm-hmm. is under the rule and reign of God and his sovereignty. Yes, it is. And so he's talking about the heart of man, like how much more the heart of man. Nothing's right. lost on God. Nothing goes without him seeing. Nothing goes without his his sovereign control right. and the lives of, of us. Even Romans 1 would say those who pursue the world and would rather have the world, the Lord, will, he'll give it to you. He'll give you exactly what you want. Right. And it'll lead to death, and it'll lead to Sheol. Right, and you know Sheol. If you, if you, those of you out there who aren't familiar with that term or that concept, Sheol was the Old Testament uh, view of the afterlife. So mm-hmm. the Hebrew thought was um, that there was this like sort of midway point between ultimate separation from God um, and. Uh, well, no, there, that was it. So. The Sheol was the midway point. It was not purgatory, right? It was just like mm-hmm. where it was the underworld. You can think of it yeah. that way. And that's kind of where your soul went uh, before it went to eternal damnation. Mm-hmm. And so that's what Sheol represents. It's kind of what where all those who don't love God went. Yeah. And Abaddon means destruction, but it was also it also took on the form of a noun, right? And it kind of yeah. refers to the same thing. Job 26, 6 says similar things. It says Sheol is naked before God and Abaddon has no covering. Mm-hmm. Again, just reiterating the fact that God is om, uh, omnipresent. You know, right. He is everywhere. And I think that uh, that's a point to make, we have to make about hell is mm-hmm. that it's not that God isn't there. Right. God's wrath is there mm-hmm. because some people who don't love God will go, I, I want to go to hell. God's not there. No, 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 no. He is there. Right. It's his wrath that is there. That's the only part. His justice yeah. and his wrath are the only parts that are there. Grace is gone. Mm-hmm. So that common grace that you mentioned last week, Chad, yeah. about how you know his reign falls on the wicked and, and the just, right? Mm-hmm. You know, everybody experiences the grace of God mm-hmm. in a very general way here in this life, right? Whether you believe in God or not, you're able to make money, you're able to have a family, you're able to, you know, enjoy a sunset, you're able to eat food, you know, yada, yada, yada. But you're not able to enjoy the covenant blessings of being in a right standing relationship with God if you don't believe in him here in time and space. Mm -hmm. And so like Chad said earlier, God will give you what you want. If you don't want him, that's what you're gonna get. Right. If you do want him, that's what you're gonna get. 
but the not wanting mm-hmm. him do, does have a consequence that will come with that, meaning right. the wrath of God. And like verse 3 in this book, <clears throat> or in this chapter rather, says the eyes of the Lord are in every place, yep. keeping watch on the evil and on the good. And so God is watching the evil things occur. Now, I know mm-hmm. that that's, I don't want to say that flippantly because <clears throat> he doesn't approve of the evil things that are occurring, occurring. But we have discussed this at length in many mm-hmm. of our podcasts. You know, why does evil exist if God is good, right? And you can go and listen to, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's episode two of Exploring the Purpose of Creation where we dissect the problem of evil. Right. But just know this, that even if someone gets away with a heinous evil crime mm-hmm. here in time and space, that will not happen when he stands before his creator or her creator in the day of judgment. Right. Justice will be will be had on all of us. Yes. It's just for those who put their faith in Christ that justice and that wrath has been poured out on the son. Yes. And we are imparted or imputed with the righteousness of Christ. The the penalty for what we deserve has been paid for, but for those who forsake the son, who turn their back on the father mm-hmm. and deny Christ, you will incur the fullness of, of God's wrath on your own. Mm-hmm. And that means eternity apart from him and hell and wrath. And so it's not that for those who are in Christ get to, uh, that we don't have any justice for us. It's that Christ decided in his goodness to pay the price for our injustice, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I want to move on to uh, verses 15, 16, and 17, because they're all talking about this idea of contentment mm-hmm. um, and hope. Right, verses fifteen. All the days of the afflicted are evil, but the cheerful of heart has a continual feast. Right, and that points to satisfaction, a continual feast. Right, I mean, think about it. You got yeah. a long table, uh, Thanksgiving mm-hmm. dinner just laid out in front of you. Like you're gonna be full, right? You're oh, gonna yeah. be satiated. You're gonna be content, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but but this is speaking to the mindset here. All the days of the of the afflicted are evil. It's like, ma'am. If 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 I didn't when I back just speak from my own experience when I didn't know Christ I was never content everything I was always skeptical I always had this negative pessimistic outlook on things you know and I would just call it being a realist right quote unquote <laughs> <laughs> but the cheerful of heart it says have a continual feast it's like now that I know Christ you know sure hey do hard things happen absolutely life is hard get mm-hmm. over it you know we gotta we gotta move forward but I can't get over it unless I have something to put my hope in. And that's what has changed in my personal life mm-hmm. is now I can quote unquote get over it because I know where my hope lies. It lies in heaven. It lies with Christ. Yeah. And I, I have a true, I'm a realist now, actually. <laughs> right. I have a true perspective of right. reality now that God is reality. I don't get to make up reality. God is the ultimate reality. Mm-hmm. And I know that I am right standing with God because of the blood of mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. He took my wrath on the cross, right? Like what Chad was just saying. Yeah. So I know that, hey, no matter how hard it gets, and I don't say this flippantly again, because things can get extremely difficult here. I mean, just look at the book of Job. I mean, he was basically walking around dead, you know? Things can get mm-hmm. very, very hard. And I'm not gonna sit here in my and, and act like I just, oh, no, no matter what happens to me, I'm gonna be good, right? Yeah. But I can pray and ask the Lord for the strength to endure all trials. And I know that he hears me. I know that he hears me yeah. because his word tells me that he does. And I love 16 and 17 because it just paints that picture. Better yeah. is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble with it. Better is a dinner of herbs where love is 
than a fattened ox and hatred with it. Right. He's talking about this life is not where it's at. Right. It's better to fear the Lord and know the Lord and have a little in this life, mm-hmm. but know eternally you're with God forever. Yeah. Than to have all the treasure and all the the fattened oxes in this life. Yeah. But the hatred and trouble with it. Yeah, I mean, verse seventeen, a dinner of herbs. That's a that's a typical dinner of a of a poor family, mm-hmm. you know, in in this time period, right? But they have love, right? Yeah, they have love, right? And it's better to have that than a fattened ox and just be bitter. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And we hear this so much, you know, so often with like very very rich billionaires, for instance. You know, they just have no hope. They have no they have no joy because they've got anything that they could possibly want yeah. here on this earth, and they just they don't have they don't have what they really want. You mm-hmm. know, you know. I want to look at verse twenty two here because I think there's a lot of things that we could say about it. Without counsel, plans fail. But with many advisors, they succeed. And I kind of want to take the perspective, mm. speaking to young people, you yeah. know. You know, I, I was a young man at one point. <laughs> <laughs> You're still and a young man in my eyes, Mike. I thought I was going to, you know, just take the world by the horns and rattle it around <laughs> and here I come, right? But right. Um, I think as we get older, we do realize uh, how little we truly do know and how we really shouldn't just follow our heart. You know, that is a bill really? of goods that gets, yeah. Have you ever heard that? You should follow your heart. <laughs> look, look, I understand the sentiment behind following your heart. I yeah. get it. Okay. It feels great to say that. And oh, it yeah. feels even better when you have a guy or a, a girl who can get up on stage and get you all riled up and make you feel like you're the most important thing on the planet and that God's going to bless whatever you do. Just listen. The Bible tells us <laughs> that without counsel, plans fail and that with many advisors, they succeed. Yeah. If you're a young person listening to this and you've experienced what I've just sort of walked mm-hmm. through and you have plans that, hey, the Lord, you feel like the Lord is drawing you to ministry or the Lord is drawing you to start a business or mm-hmm. whatever it is, be wise and speak to older individuals who have a faithful relationship with the Lord and speak to a lot of them about yeah. your plans. You know, it's not going to hurt. And, it's actually going to help. And I'll say this even points to the the New Testament church of how the Lord pr- appoints elders and pastors for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry and and he gives he gives those as a grace in the community of the body of Christ as a grace to us to have friends and brothers and sisters in Christ and to have elders and pastors and people who love the love the word of God and love the Lord to go to to seek the wisdom of God. And I think that's the key. Mm-hmm. And we have people who have the love of Christ in them, the Holy Spirit in them, and they love God and they walk with God faithfully. They're going to be honest with you. They're going to tell you the truth. They're going to help point out blind spots you don't see. Right. And these are things that help you be successful. Yes. That's what about it, it keeps telling us that the one who the one who's wise loves reproof. Yes. Loves somebody to say, "Hey, brother, here's what I see in you, mm-hmm. and you need to change this, or it's going to be a downfall to you." And it's like, man, thank you for telling me. Now I can work on it. Yeah. Versus, you know, I, I know what I'm doing. Right. The fool says that. Yeah, and yeah. it usually leads to destruction. It does. It does, and it's sad to see. I want to move on to finish this uh, episode off with four verses here that are that are really saying something that's actually going to be kind of hard to swallow. Mm. The Bible does that a lot, and I'm <laughs> thankful for it. Mm-hmm. It, points out those, it points out those blind spots. Yep. So verses 8, 9, 26, and 29 say four things. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, 
but the uh, prayer of the upright is acceptable to him. Mm -hmm. That's verse eight. Verse nine says, the way of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but he loves him who pursues righteousness. Verse 26 says, the thoughts of the wicked are an abomination to the Lord, but gracious words are pure. And verse 29 says, the Lord is far from the wicked, mm. but he hears the prayer of the righteous. Right. You know, I know an individual who says that they pray to the universe. <laughs> All right. In this individual's mind, that is God. Yeah. I know, in, I know in other individuals who say that they pray to God, mm -hmm. but it's not the God of the Bible. Yeah. Let's just be very clear. If we are not considered righteous in God's eyes, the Bible is explicitly clear. Mm -hmm. The word abomination is used when it's talking about the sacrifice of the wicked, the way of the wicked, and the thoughts of the wicked. Mm -hmm. yeah. We have to understand that if, if we want to know the true God, there is only one way to him. That is through righteousness. Well, how do we do that, Mike? There's only one way. Mm -hmm. It is through the one who was righteous, Jesus Christ, Jesus the Christ, mm -hmm. the Savior, the Anointed One, the Messiah. He is the one who was perfectly righteous. He is the one whose words were gracious and pure. He is the one who, when he prayed, the Father heard him. He is the one who truly pursued righteousness. He is the one who was upright and acceptable to God. Mm. None of us ever were. <laughs> he's only one person that's right he was the only one and we've talked about how we get saved ad nauseum on all mm. of our podcasts but right. we, we we can't ever get away from that topic because we have to understand that you can't just come blowing right into the throne room of god unless you are covered in the blood of jesus christ right you cannot approach the king on your own terms right right there's that's, examples in the old testament right. where people do that and it's all bad and they right? get killed for it. They get killed for it, right? So that's this telling us something, mm -hmm. right? But I just want to say this, that you can't approach God any way you feel like it. Right. If you don't believe in God, you cannot approach God any way you feel like it. He's not sitting on a mountain and just having you figure out how to get to the top so you can talk to him, like Oprah mm -hmm. Winfrey says, basically. Yeah. You, there's only one way, and it's through Jesus Christ. And I say that in humility because I was right. at one point a man who thought that you mm -hmm. could approach God however you felt like it. And think about it this way practically, just to piggyback to what you're saying. If you made a way that required the life of your son for everyone else, mm -hmm. and then they reject that and think that they can walk into your throne room, how much more would your wrath burn for those people? That's a good point. God gave you a way. Mm -hmm. It's called faith in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. He gave us a way. We don't have to look for it. It's it's plain to see. It's plain for us to see through the word of God that anyone who has faith in Christ will be saved by God's grace. And if you try to go in your own arrogance in a different way to God, it will only end in wrath. Right. I'll finish the podcast off with verse 24. It says, the path of the life leads upward for the prudent that he may turn away from Sheol beneath. Remember, if we want to come to God, there's only one way, that is through Jesus Christ. That's synonymous with saying that if we come through Jesus Christ, that we're on the path of life. Mm -hmm. How do we get on the path of life? Well, it starts with the fear of the Lord. Yep. Amen. Amen. 
Thank you all for listening to another edition of a weekly snippet of encouragement. We hope that this message finds you well, and we thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Nehemiah Project podcast. For more resources about addiction recovery, suicide prevention, and overcoming other life-controlling issues, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram and visit our website, tnproject.org. If you or someone you love is struggling, don't hesitate to reach out to us by calling 985-205-3022.